are listening to The Modern Mormon, episode number 11. Hey there, I'm Cami Satterly, and I'm The Modern Mormon. I'm an advanced certified life coach who's dropped the all-or-nothing approach to life and religion. I can't wait to show you how. I've got you, girl. Let's go. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to the podcast. Today, I am tackling mom guilt, and my hope for you is when you listen to this podcast, you intentionally decide to drop the negative thoughts about your parenting each and every time that they creep in. And I coach women. I coach a lot of women in the LDS church, and what I've noticed is telling a mom not to feel guilty is kind of like telling the sun not to shine. For some reason, we attach guilt to momming as if it serves us and somehow makes us a better parent. If we feel guilt, then we're going to show up as the mom we want to be, which is never the case. So to start off, I just want to ask what you think makes a good mom. This is an important question to ask because as moms, we don't tend to accept ourselves where we're at. We're constantly striving to be like the best mom. So let's just define what that is. Is it a mom who constantly plays with her kids? volunteers in their classes, loves the sound of their voice at 9 p.m. If this is the case, I fail. I am none of those. I do not enjoy playing with my kids. I struggled with the baby phase. When they were self-sufficient, it was the greatest day of my life. Um, I tried volunteering in their classes and I hated every second of it. Um, I want my kids to shut up at 9 p.m. and I'm constantly getting annoyed when they want to tell me about the dream they had or a recent YouTube video, okay? So guess what? I'm an okay mom though because to me, what makes a great mom is a mom who loves her kids, protects her kids, and teaches her kids. Everything else is fluff. You can go above and beyond that or not even, you know, meet those standards and I still feel like you're doing an okay job and you're an okay mom. I was just having this conversation with my husband at dinner last night and he really struggles with kind of not being the greatest dad. He constantly feels regret and guilt about not doing the things that he wants to be doing. And I just asked him at dinner, like, how does that even serve you? Notice that you've been doing this for years and you feel like you just constantly dedicate yourself to your job. And then when you show up for your kids out of guilt and feeling like you're not measuring up as a father, you're not showing up authentically. You're not showing up as a dad you want to be. You're overdoing it almost. You're doing it and you're not actually wanting to do it. And they can sense that in kids. They know that you don't actually want to be there if you're doing it out of guilt. And my husband actually does want to be, you know, doing the things he does with his kids. He's almost obsessed with his kids. But in talking with him about this, it's almost like we want to just sacrifice ourselves for our children's sake. And I recently just coached um, one of my clients on this where she wanted to do all these things in the day and she just felt like she couldn't because her child would interrupt and want her time. And she felt like in order to be the type of mom that is the best mom and the greatest mom and the type of mom she wants to be, she needed to stop everything she was doing for her daughter's sake. Why do we do this? Why do we feel that sacrificing ourselves and our lives for our children is going to help anybody? It doesn't. It doesn't help them. It doesn't teach them the things we want them to learn. And it definitely doesn't teach it or help us. And what happens when we do this is we're showing our kids that they're A, the number one priority, which we can show them that in other ways, that they are a priority to us, 
but that doesn't mean that we are not a priority to ourselves. And this is super important, especially within your marriage. If you are putting your children first and not your spouse, this can cause a lot of issues. And it can also show your child that they should always be first. And it continues this cycle that when the kids leave, now there's issues, right? So it's important to prioritize and to, you know, really make conscious decisions about what we want to do with our time and where we want to spend it. And then when we also want to show up as a mom, because when we do that, those times that we do show up as a mom, we're showing up authentically and we want to be there. We are present with our children. We are in the moment. We are giving them our undivided attention and we're not distracted by all the things that we need to get done within the day. We also are not putting our priorities and our care, our self-care last because when we do that, we're not taking care of our children. What does that teach them and show them? Our self-care is the best gift that we can give to our kids. When we are taking care of our needs first, we are healthy, we are focused, we are energized, we are committed, and we are there in the present moment without being distracted by other things. It is the best thing we can do for our children. When we become mothers, there is a lot of sacrifice that happens, that takes place, whether you carried the child for nine months or you spent all the time trying to adopt that child. There's a lot of sacrifices that we make in order to receive that child. And when they are young, it also continues, right? We are sacrificing our time, our energy, our bodies in order to keep this child alive. In that process, though, when we are moms, we tend to give our child everything and put our self-care on the back burner. And there's nothing really wrong with this until the child starts to grow up and becomes a little bit more self-sufficient or when we are trying to pursue our goals. And now we kind of seem to feel like we lose ourselves. We identify only as mother and we forgot the other things that make us who we are. This is why when the children you know, get in school and we start to find other things to preoccupy our time, we really struggle with this. And for me personally, I struggled with what is my purpose? Now that my kids are in school, what do I do with myself? Who am I? And I had to really rediscover and create that for myself. I feel like when we put our children and their needs before us so much and we completely lose ourselves, there is a sadness that happens within us. The best advice I could give to a new mom or a mom struggling with this is to not lose yourself. And you can't actually lose yourself technically, but it's more so lose the thoughts about yourself or those thoughts being sort of clouded over with this need to constantly put your child first and before your self-care. It sounds heroic in the moment. It sounds like you're such a wonderful mother because of how much you sacrifice for them. But what it creates in the long run, the result that it's actually creating is something that ends up not benefiting you or your child. Neglecting yourself and your own needs in order to fulfill your child's needs and keep them from experiencing any type of negative emotion is actually going to do more harm than good in the long run. In fact, what you're actually kind of doing is taking on the ne negative emotions that you are trying to keep your child from experiencing you're taking them on yourself. And then when you feel those negative emotions, how do you show up as a mother? How do you parent from those negative emotions? It is not our job to take away our children's pains and their struggles. That's what Jesus Christ did. So when we try and take that on, 
we are trying to overpower what he did for us and for them. When you try and do this, you are also robbing your child of the classes that they need to learn and take in their lives. If they do not learn them as a child, they will have to learn them as an adult. Experiencing pain and negative emotion is part of the human experience. In order for you to truly give your child the most incredible life, they need to experience all of this. Our job as mothers is to teach our children. And in order to teach, we need to be doing it ourselves. We need to be showing them through our example about the importance of taking care of ourselves and doing the things that will create a much more successful and rewarding life. One of those things is organization. In order for us to take care of ourselves, we need to sort of have a plan in place. And scheduling our day and scheduling our time for ourselves is so important. Showing our children organization and order, especially as it applies to our schedule and our time with them, is also important. Not just to ourselves, but to them. When we schedule time with them, we show up for that time. When we show them that we are from this hour and this hour working on our business and they see that consistently, they learn, no, that's what mom does at that time. And she also does it for our family and she does it for herself and she does it for me. If we are interrupting those times to constantly give the attention to our children, we're teaching them that they get what they want when they want. And that's not going to do them any favors in life. When I had three young boys at home, I really needed to make working out a priority. It was so important for my mental health as I was struggling with depression during that time. And so every day at the same time, I think it was 10 o'clock, I would go in the garage and I would bring all three of them out there. And at first it was kind of a struggle. They were all over the place. They needed my attention, but I worked out every single day at 10. And throughout time, they started to understand, oh, it's 10 o'clock. This is what we do. We go in the garage and we play with our toys and mom works out. They continued to learn this and created a habit and a pattern and working out became such a priority to me, but it also showed them how important health was. My boys now being older understand that mom works out every single day and they really know that they don't interrupt me during my workout or I'll lose it. (laughs) And they don't typically do that, but they know the importance of health in not just my life, but now they're learning it in their own lives. I've showed them throughout my example and my commitment to myself how to take care of me so that they in turn can take care of themselves. As mothers, I think we tend to base a lot of our children's behavior on ourselves. Like my kid does drugs. That must mean I failed as a mom or my kid got caught stealing mom fail. One of my biggest pet peeves on social media is when people complain about their kids using usually teenagers doing something and then blame instantly the parents. I've always said to my kids, this is your life to live. I'm here to teach you the truths I know, but you get to choose the decisions you make and endure the consequences of those decisions, both the good and the bad. When somebody compliments me on my child's good behavior, I always give the credit back to my kid. I do not want my, um, I don't want to be responsible for their choices that lead to negative consequences. So therefore I also am not going to be tied to their successes. This takes the pressure off of not just me, but uh, off of them as well. They are not responsible for my emotions. I am. So where do you get your validation from as a mom? If it's from your children's behavior, you're going to always be disappointed. And I don't care if your kid's the most greatest child that makes the best choices in the world. You're still going to be disappointed because you're going to have expectations and they're not always going to follow them. And so if you're constantly 
giving your emotions to their behavior. You're giving them all of your power, all of your control. And not only this, is it's also teaching them that they're responsible for it. So when they grow up and they become adults, now they feel like other people are responsible for their behavior. And they feel out of control. This leads to a lot of depression and a lot of you know mental health issues. We need to get our validation from ourselves. We need to get validation not because of the way that we act or acted out the day before at our kids, but just by deciding intentionally that we are great moms and we are the best moms for our kids. When I feel like I've been having an off day and I haven't shown up as the mom I want to be, I don't beat myself up about it. I don't sit around and just feel terrible. I tell myself, no, you're doing a great job. You had an off day. And not only that is I'm actually really honest with my kids. Hey, mom was a little psycho yesterday. I'm sorry about that. I'm not a human being. I make mistakes. I'll make an effort to show up a little bit better tomorrow. This teaches my children that I'm not going to be perfect. It also allows them to not be perfect as well. A lot of times as moms, we say things like, I just want my children to be happy when asked, what do you want for your kids? I just want them to be happy. And if we truly deep dive into that, in order for your children to be happy all the time, they would not be able to learn and grow. They would not be able to make mistakes and they would not be able to be authentic to themselves. In order to be happy all the time, that would be miserable, okay? And that's not actually what we want if we truly think about it. If you stopped wanting your kids to be happy all the time and just started wanting them to have the human experience, how would that take the pressure off of you to try and solve their problems all the time? in order for them to constantly be happy. This allows them to be who they are and in turn creates more happiness between you and your child. Ultimately, we can love our children and whether they choose to love us back, it's up to them. We can teach them what we want to know and teach them our truths. They could choose to follow it or not. Whether they do or they don't does not make you a bad mother. And if you tie yourself to that, you're always going to be disappointed. It's best to just decide As a mom, I did the best I can. As a mom, I'm showing up, I'm teaching them my truths, and then I'm going to let them do what they want with that truth. I can hold them accountable. I can hold, you know, set boundaries for them as children. But once they, you know, become 18 and they go off on their own, it's up to them. And my job then is to just love them. So instead of trying to make your kid happy all the time and tell them to be happy all the time, I think it's actually important to do the opposite. Tell them it's okay not to be happy. Tell them we're not supposed to be happy all the time. That's not God's plan. And teach them that our emotions are something that we need to feel. When you're sad, it's important to process that emotion. If we tell them that they just need to be happy, this is where they resist their emotion, they avoid their emotion, and they do everything they can to numb their emotion, creating terrible habits that you don't actually want your child to partake in. Teach them that emotions are never something to be fixed. They are only something to be felt. You teach them that they are responsible for their emotions, that nobody can hurt their feelings. Nobody can make them happy or make them feel anything. I promise you, if you give them permission for these beliefs, they will have kind of an overall sense of peace, which can equal more happiness. Maybe not all the time, but when they learn that emotions are not negative things, then they can be happy about their emotion instead of adding to that negative emotion by being negative and unhappy about it. One thing I realized as an adult for myself is that I struggle with making decisions, or I used to anyway. 
And so I made it a goal that I really wanted my children to be able to make decisions and to be firm in their decision. So I started talking less to my kids and I started listening more. Instead of trying to constantly tell them the right way to do things and the way I would do them and in a way trying to manipulate them in a way that they'll make a decision that I can be happy with so I can have a good emotion, right? I'm trying to like manipulate the situation. Um, I started just listening more to them and asking them questions. So when they did something, instead of saying, oh my gosh, I'm so proud of you, I've said, are you proud of you? And when we've talked about, you know, when they've had questions or beliefs or anything going on in the world, I ask them, what do you think about that? What do you want to believe about that? Do you think that's right? I started doing this and in turn, they started kind of forming an opinion and really forming who they want to be inside without so much of my direction, where there is times that I absolutely will guide and lead my children because I do feel my job as a mother is to teach. But I also feel like in teaching, what I'm trying to do, what the end result is, is that they'll be able to function and perform and succeed on their own without me. And what actually brought this to my attention was my oldest daughter, you know, she was going through some things and I noticed that I was nonstop trying to just like tell her everything and give her my experience in a way to persuade her to not make a certain decision. And I wasn't showing up as the best mom I wanted to be. And when I really had that awareness, I stepped back and I started just asking her what she thought and allowed her to experience this on her own. And when she did, she ended up making a really great decision. And it came from herself. It came from her and not from me trying to persuade her to do it. I honestly think if I would have kept at trying to manipulate her in a way, she would have made the complete opposite decision. The more that we can give our children the freedom to think and decide on their own, the more that we can also let go of the mom guilt that we have attached to their decisions. And when we do that, then we can show up as the moms we want to be. We can show up and teach them our truths. We can show up and teach them from a place of love and acceptance for whatever they decide. We're just being authentic and sharing our story. And when we show up like that, they are more likely to open up and listen and take our advice. So the last thing I want to talk about is I get asked a lot, how do I get my kid to stop their behavior? And like I kind of talked about a little bit before, the reason that we want them to stop their behavior is because we have a feeling that we don't like about their behavior. And we think if they stop their behavior, we don't have to feel bad anymore. And there's a part of you that may want them to just stop the behavior because you don't agree with the behavior in general. But most of the time, it's because you also have a worry and a fear of what that behavior will lead to. And any time that we are driven as you know, parents through fear and worry, we never, ever show up as our best self. Our kids can totally see through that as well. And they don't take us seriously. They don't really tune into what we're trying to say when we are parenting, speaking, disciplining through that type of emotion. So anytime you feel yourself doing this, just redirect your brain back to this is their experience. This is what they're supposed to be doing. They're supposed to be going through this. This is a consequence that they get to feel. I don't need to feel that consequence, okay? You don't need to tie your emotions to whatever they're, whatever they're thinking or feeling or how they're behaving. You just get to keep your emotions and then you get to show up however the heck you want.
So how do we stop the mom guilt? Well, we stop trying to make our kids happy. We stop wanting them to be happy all the time. We stop trying to change their bad behaviors. And we stop trying to tell ourselves that we just need to be a good mom. And instead, we allow our kids to be sad sometimes. We allow them to feel those emotions and we don't take on those emotions as their mom. We teach them that they're responsible for their emotions. And we teach them that they're also responsible for all the decisions that they make in life. Ever since I learned these tools, I have been able to truly apply them in parenting my daughter who is a teenager. And what I've noticed is I am so much more relaxed as a parent. And I've actually noticed that she has made better decisions because of the way that I have been able to show up and parent through these type of tools. So what I always say to her, and she's not perfect, obviously. And when she goes to make a decision, luckily for us, she's pretty open and honest. But I just say to her, this is your life. I'm not going to feel the consequence of that. Only you are going to feel that. So if that's something that you want to take on, then have at it. And there's going to be consequences from our side as well. And if that's something you also want to deal with, then that's your choice to make. And giving her that freedom and allowing her to make those decisions in her life without making it forceful or telling her if she doesn't make this decision, then this is going to happen. That takes away our children's agency. And what it does is it leaves them feeling completely out of control in their life, which in turn makes them want to then make more decisions that lead to worse consequences. The guilt and shame we feel as mothers can make us feel so powerless. It can leave us feeling like we are out of control, like we can never measure up. When we look around at all the other moms doing all the things, it can leave us feeling like we are complete failures. So I want you to decide today that you are the best mom for your kid. Decide today that no matter what, you're not going to beat yourself up and you're not going to feel that mom guilt. And that mom guilt will want to creep in. It does all the time. When so-and-so brings the perfect cupcakes and you completely forgot about the party and you show up with something from Jackson's. In those moments, decide that you did your best that day. You showed up as the best mom that you could be. And I promise you, you're going to have so much fun at the party. You're not even going to care about anything else. But if you allow that shame and that guilt, you will be absolutely miserable and you will not be the mom you want to be. So then you layer on more shame and more guilt. We cannot beat ourselves into being better parents. We cannot shame ourselves into measuring up to so-and-so in the way that she parents. It never works. You may not be the perfect mom, but you're the perfect mom for them. If you're ready to drop the all or nothing in your life, then I would be honored to be your life coach. Head over to themodernmormon.com to start your journey in becoming the confident, authentic, and best version of you.